triggers our extreme reaction to life-changing events that we experience that cause transformation to occur in our lives. Welcome to From Trigger to Transform podcast. This podcast is the go-to place for women who have reached their trigger point and are looking for inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment after experiencing a life-changing event. I am your host and transformational coach, Della Major, and welcome to the show. from Trigger to Transform podcast. I am your host and transformational coach, Coach Della Major. This podcast is the go-to place for women who have reached their trigger point and are looking for inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment after experiencing a life-changing event. Hey, sister friends, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be with you guys on today because I am telling you, this is one of those episodes you don't want to miss. On today, we're going to be discussing and talking about overcoming a cancer diagnosis. And when we think about the word overcoming, there's a root word that means to overcome. And overcome means to succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. And, you know, in our, our lives, we have those challenges that come in that really rock us. And remember, we're talking about a life-changing challenge, something that makes us have to go back and re-examine our, what we say, normal. Because sometimes what happens when we deal with difficulties, we deal with situations that we think often that we can't get over. And when I look at the word overcoming, that means it's an end result of something. That means when you say you're overcoming a cancer diagnosis, that means God has given you the ability to not only overcome, but you are still winning in that battle. And so today I wanted to bring on a woman of God who is powerful, who is infectious. I'm telling you, when you hear not only her story or how she's overcoming cancer, you are too going to be really empowered and inspired. And so I'm going to introduce to some, none other than Loretta Moore Nixon, and I'm going to allow her to be able to share with you who she is, and then we're going to dive right in into the show of sharing her story, and then we're going to talk about some stuff on what it means to really overcome a cancer diagnosis, and then in the end, we're going to give you some strategies, at least four strategies that's going to help you to start your journey of being victorious, living your life victorious and empowered, no longer thinking that I just got to survive with cancer, but thrive. That means overcoming it and thrive and taking back your life. So let me bring on my guest on today. Hey, Loretta, how are you doing? Hello, Coach Della. How are you, my beautiful sister? Look, I am just so excited. I've been waiting for this opportunity to bring you on to this podcast for you to share your story because I know that the women of God is going to be even more inspired and empowered just like I am. So I want you to take a brief moment, introduce okay. yourself to the uh, to my listening audience, and then just let's dive right into the show. Let's talk about your diagnosis and let's talk about what happened during that initial, um, I guess, Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, hello, everyone. 
And what I would like to say is that my name is Loretta Moore Nixon. I am a wife, I am a mother, and more importantly, I am a cancer survivor. And so uh, I am currently uh, a mother of two, married for over uh, 34 years. Uh, I am still working in corporate America. I work for a, a, a top four insurance company, and I've been with that company for about 22 years. And so in addition to that, I am also the founder the creative spirit of Passion by Design Boutique as an entrepreneur, as a Black woman in business, as a boss. Uh, I am a jury consultant and, you know, I love what I do. I love looking good. I love inspiring people. And a lot of that came from me having survived cancer. I am 11-year cancer survivor. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, wow. That, you know what, you know, just by you just sharing who you are, just inspired me to the point of no return. And the fact that you continue on working in corporate America, you continue on, you became a boss. Yes, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, having your own business and yet still, you still thrive and you still yeah. surviving 11 yeah. years. I know yeah. that sometimes when people get the diagnosis of just hearing the word cancer, mm -hmm. automatically they think of the end stage. Cause I know what it was like for me when I heard that I had kidney failure. And the only thing you hear is you gotta do dialysis. So those words die in. And so I know how my mind went into nothing but the negative. I'm thinking, okay, I better get my affairs in order because man, I just know my time is gonna be up. So what was it like for you when you first got the news from your doctor that you had cancer? Yes. So my situation, I want to kind of start back because I pray and hope that annually everyone is getting their mammograms. We know how important it is to do self-examinations, how important it is to stay on top of those mammograms, those checkups. And so I was one of those individuals annually. I was 47 at the time. I had been basically having my mammograms every year starting at 40. And so I felt like okay, I'm on top of it. I'm doing everything. I feel okay. A little lethargic, a little, you know, run down because we women, we do so much. We're mothers, we're uh, wives, we are caregivers, so on and so forth. And so at my, um, back at that, that year, that was in 20, 2012, early 2012, I went for my mammogram and they saw some things on the exam. They wasn't quite sure what it was. They thought that it might've been calcifications, which is one of the things where there is a cluster of cells and they're not really sure what they are. And they're like, well, you know, let's do a more deeper dive of the exam. So they did that. They still didn't really like what they saw. And they're like, well, let's uh, biopsy, right? Let's be sure, let's take some of the tissue. So that in itself was nerve wracking. That was nervous because, again, to your point, Coach Adela, when they say cancer, when they say it could be, when they say it might be, the mind is interesting. It will automatically start taking you down a road, taking you down a path, taking you down a journey, right, that it's automatic. And so I was like, okay, well, let me wait till I get the information back, so on and so forth. Uh, jump ahead, driving home home one evening heading to my 
high, my son's high school basketball game. He was a senior in high school. He was scheduled to graduate uh, and graduate that May. This was in February. Had my mother-in-law with me. My husband was driving. I listened to my voicemail and it's my doctor. Now he has left a voicemail earlier. This is about 6, 6.30 in the afternoon. He had left this message at 11 a.m. that morning. Mm. And being busy, I didn't get to listen to my voicemail messages. So I listened to it. And this is an interesting thing that started my journey. I heard my doctor say, Mrs. Nixon, please call me at home. Here is my home number. Now, what doctor gives wow. you their yeah. home number? Right, right. So immediately my mind was like, uh-oh, what doctor gives you their home number? What doctor is persistent in saying, hey, I called you X amount of hours earlier. I haven't heard from you. Call me at home. So I called the number and I said, you know, doctor, this is Loretta Moore Nixon. He's like, hello, Mrs. Nixon. I was like, you gave me your home number. So what does this mean? He's like, I am so sorry to say. And then those, those three words, you have cancer. Wow. And so I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was an immediate out-of-body experience that I, I, I got. I heard my husband and my mother-in-law talking in the car. My mind just went to, I have care. And then immediately my mind went to, how am I going to act as if there's nothing wrong? Oh, mm -hmm. come on. And now. so I think, you know, that's interesting that we come into these different thought processes and we can't pinpoint. That's why I think it's fair to say you can never tell someone how they're feeling, right? Or when they've gotten a cancer diagnosis or when they've gotten any major life-changing news. You can't say, oh, because it's your own experience. For me, it was out of body. I figured the first thing I needed to do was get my face right, get my body reactions together and break the news to my husband that this was the, what the doctor had said. And so we went on to my son's basketball game. When I tell you, I sat in that basketball stand, Loretta was there, but Loretta was not there. Wow, I can imagine. Because all my mind was doing was repeating those words. You have cancer. You have cancer. You have cancer. Yeah. And then it came to, will I ever see my son play basketball? Will I survive to his graduation day? Will I survive three months from now? Right? Because I lost plenty of people to cancer. My mom died of lung cancer. My sister had dealt with breast cancer 10 years before me. My brother-in-law had died from lung cancer. And so I understood that cancer could be, listen to me, cancer could be a death sentence. It could be lead to, right? But I refused to give in. I told myself and I professed it loudly, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. That might be my diagnosis, but the devil is a liar. And so that was my first reaction to hearing those three words. You have cancer. It totally changed my mindset immediately, immediately. And, you know, I often says exactly what you just said. Just because you receive the diagnosis, we have to have the ability and power to say that's not going to dictate my power. Yes, yes. Something that's on the inside of you 
uh, when you are, especially, I know you're a woman of faith. I'm a woman of faith. And, you know, we are, we have this faith to believe that with God, all things are possible. All things. Nothing is impossible for him. And if we remember, uh, we read in scripture, scripture always says that the Lord has given him a name and he, that name, we talk about Jesus. And it says that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. So if yeah. God gave Jesus the great name, so I look at a name like cancer or a name like kidney disease or kidney mm-hmm. failure, that's nothing but a name. And God yeah. gave Jesus the greatest name. Everything got to be submission unto that name. And I Absolutely. believe that at the name of God, Jesus, we could have the faith to trust. If he's the greatest healer, he's Jehovah Shalom. Not only our peace, he could be also Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth. And Absolutely. scripture tells you that. So you heard this diagnosis. You was about to share it with your family. What was your next step in the journey of overcoming that diagnosis? Right. And so, you know, one thing that I would say is you want to have people around you who are advocating for you Mm -hmm. or you are the best advocator for yourself. I had a great doctor who knew that the type of cancer that I had, it was hidden behind the milk duct. So on a normal mammogram, it did not show up. I didn't know how long I had had it, but I knew it was there correct. And so the doctor immediately started me on what had me come in and talk through what my cancer uh, strategy was. In my case, it was surgery. It was then 33 and a half sessions of uh, high dose radiation. And then it was five years of medication. So receiving all of this information, knowing one, it was going to be a quick journey, Knowing two, it was a process. Knowing three, I had to educate and understand all of the facts before I made additional decisions. But more importantly, I just tell him, I kept telling myself as a woman of God, God was going to walk with me through this. He was going to walk with me through this. And so I would tell anybody that as I went through the surgery, as I processed the fact that my body was being X'd up, as I processed the fact that for the radiation, they wasn't gonna be able to just put it on the left breast, that the radiation was going to impact my lungs and my heart. And the fact that I was going to lose good cells, good cells in the process of them destroying the cancer cells. What I would say is that in all of that, Coach Della, my mindset was, I am a child of God. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough, but I am a child of God. And I would just say, if there's someone who's going through something like a cancer or a loss, you have to rely on your faith. This is when your faith gets kicked into exponential (laughs) gear, right? Because your mind will take you down the, the roads of, I'm not going to survive. Did I say that? Oh, absolutely. I had a senior who was graduating three months, right, away from the time that I had this cancer. I didn't know if I was going to be at that graduation. My mind was trying to say, you may not make it, but my strength and my guy and my God and my belief said, you're going to make it. And so it's a battle. It's an internal battle for some. 
right? You know, you're thinking, you want your, you don't want your mind, your thoughts to overpower what you're professing. And that's a battle. It felt like I was in a battle. It really did. And so after I had the surgery, I did not tell my kids that I was having the surgery. I did not actually tell the news to my kids who were uh, a senior uh, at that at that time. And then uh, in uh, seventh grade at that time, I did not tell my kids about my cancer diagnosis because I'm curious though, uh, what did they think um, when you had the surgery that what would you was going into surgery for? Uh, I told them that mama had a female related problem that she did not want to discuss. Okay, okay, okay. You know what, that's that's, that was real. That was real. I, I, I did, yeah. Hey, it was a female problem that mama did not want to discuss, but I was protective. Even though I was going through all of this, I was very protective of the people around me still, especially yeah. my kids. Okay. I did not want them to worry. It was enough that I had some worry, right? It was enough that I had to talk myself and, 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 and encourage myself and deal with the thoughts in my head. I did not want my family worried about it. Of course, my husband knew, but I did not share with my boys about the full cancer um, diagnosis until after I was getting prepared to go in for radiation. And I knew that I had six and a half weeks radiation every day for the next six and a half weeks. And I knew based on being educated that the radiation, what it does is it weakens you. The more you have, the more it weakens you. Because again, it's killing off not only good cells, but it's killing off, right, you know, the cancerous cells too. So I told my boys, my oldest being who he is, he was like, I knew it was something wrong. I knew he wasn't telling us the truth, but, and my baby cried, you know, my youngest son. Uh, you know, he because he, he knew he had lost his grandmother to cancer. He knew he had lost his uncle to cancer. And in his mind, cancer ends in, right, the end. Yeah. What I wanted to encourage them was that we served an awesome God, is that God is in control of everything, right? And so believing family, so we had to believe that mama was going to be okay. Okay. You know what? That's so powerful. Uh, and, you know, that's a lesson learned too here because I always look for teachable moments. And the fact that you was able to somewhat really share, but you did it in such a, a loving and nurturing way because I know when um, I had my situation and there was something, my daughter's was right there. And, you know, they hearing these words and I knew that my youngest when she heard about, you know, the dialysis and everything and not knowing, she instantly, like you said, it took her mind to the end. You know, she was just like, mom, you got to do this and, and everything. And, you know, that the fact that you were such a nurturer and the fact that you were so, you put that into motion of just saying what you said, a female problem that you're dealing with, that alone helped prepare them to get them for whatever the story is. And the fact that you had your oldest son who knew, but then I'm quite sure the youngest leaned on that because eventually that's what Brittany wind up doing. My youngest daughter, that's her name. That's what she wind up doing yeah. you know, with my oldest child. Now, Thinking about, um, you know, everything that we went through, you done went through the six weeks 
of uh, the the treatments. And now you at this stage of, you know, seeing did it work? Did it not work? What was your mind space there? And what was the uh, end results of that when you got the word that it was good and that you was cancer free? Yeah, well, it's interesting because, like I said, I understand that everybody's diagnosis, the situation is different. Mine involved surgery, the radiation treatment, and then the five years of taking medication. Well, of course, you get through surgery and it's a victory, right? You mm -hmm. get through the radiation and then you're processing. If they tell you, for me, it's going to take a year for your skin to get back to normal and you're going through this mindset of you're looking at your body and you're like, wow, that looks ugly. That looks. And yeah. so, you know, although the treatment part might be over, the mental part is not. The mental part is really just starting, right? Because right. now you're processing everything that you've been through. But I do want to share because I think the importance of what you're doing and this podcast and what you said just really resonates with me as to why this is important is a week after my cancer diagnosis, God spoke to me and told me to write a book about my journey. And he gave me the name of the book. The title of the book is A Life-Changing Event, A Life-Changing Journey. And that's what you started out your podcast talking about. And so again, what I started to understand is that everything that I have been going through, my radiation, um, my sessions, meeting people in between, all of that shaped how I was able to find myself again in this diagnosis. Because you can lose yourself. Yes. You can lose sight of, or you question, wow, maybe I should have made this more important than that. Maybe I should have prioritized better. Uh, maybe I should have, you know, uh, stopped procrastinating. That was one of the things that came out in my process. So after the diagnosis, after the surgery, after the radiation, starting the treatment, what I started to realize is that I hadn't been good to myself. And what I mean by that is I hadn't given myself the opportunity to be nurtured. Mm -hmm. I hadn't given myself the opportunity to take a step back and say, Loretta, where are you in this food chain? Where are you? So subsequently in this process, because it took about a year, year and a half, right, to process everything that I had been through. I, what I came to realize was that I want joy. Wow. I need to take each and every day as if it is, as the Bible say, give us this day, yeah. our yeah. daily bread, yeah. right? I need to embrace the idea that I survived surgery. Come on now. I survived radiation. I survived taking medication, each one of those. And so what I want to encourage everyone is, although you're going through the journey, realize you're going through the journey. Yeah. And there are going to be key points in your journey that are going to strengthen you. It's going to gird you up. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you realize that I need to be better to myself. I've been good to everybody else. I need to be better to myself. And so I'm saying all of that to say, coaches, that go, it's going to teach you. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about your endurance. 
you're going to learn about how strong your faith is or how weak your faith is. It's a learning journey. And so as I went back for my checkups and the cancer was gone, the radiation did its job, the medication did its job, my cancer team did its job, but God was always there every step of the way. And I never doubted that he would not bring me through. I never doubt it. That is so good. I mean, just to hearing that. Remember, you know, like I said, we're talking about overcoming a cancer diagnosis and you just sharing, just shared your story of your transformation, that journey that you took, you know, the self-discovery. It was something that, as you said, when you when you came back and you thought about, took a pause. And that's mm-hmm. what women we need to do and realize, you know what? Not only do I need to celebrate, not only do I need to reflect, but I need to be a, just a tad of stuff to think about me. So in um, winding down uh, our episode for today, I want to share, I want to give some empowerment tips to um, the ladies or the, to whomever who's listening to us today. What will be your top four uh, that you say that would really empower, inspire, encourage a person that might be listening and they're overcoming a cancer diagnosis that you felt that was really something that you really want them to take hold to. And then at the same time, that really helped you to be on this journey of overcoming to the point where you're not just surviving, but you're thriving. Powerful, powerful. Well, first off, I would say believe. Believe in the power of healing whether that power of healing is first and foremost that that we receive from God. Second, let the people who want to love on you during this challenging time, you you may have to be vulnerable. You may have to just let the people bless you, receive the love and the attention because you need to need it. It is diagnoses are tough and your mind will take you down a road you know, that you might not even think that you're going down with your thoughts. So I would say first and foremost, believe. The next three are the three A's. Awareness. Be aware of not only your own emotional state, but the emotions around you. Because going through that diagnosis, going through that process, you need positive reinforcements. You need good vibes. You need support. You need the love. You need the acknowledgement that your emotions and feelings are real. They're real. And this is actually happening. And you are entitled to feel and react to how you're feeling. Because this is life. You are literally faced with your, potentially with your mortality in your face. Take that moment and understand and be aware of what that feels like and what that is. The second is at some point you will have to accept what's being told you or what's being said or what your journey is or what lies ahead of you. You will have to accept it. But guess what? Rely on scriptures. Rely again on your people who are uplifting you. You are well able, you're able to get through this, seek out uh, um, uh, groups, you know, uh, seek out people who will support you through this. The third is action. And what I would say about action is out of mind, I realized that I was no longer procrastinating. I was no longer going to take me for granted. 
I was going to realize that each and every day I had to make a different, make a difference, make some choices, be an influencer, let people know that I survived, be a testimony. You are a testimony, be a testimony, share your test, share your trials, talk about it, and it will strengthen you. And so those coach Della would be my four. Believe first and foremost, have an awareness, accept it. You don't have, just because you're accepting it don't mean that you're giving into it. And then take action. Take action to be a better you. Once you come through it, be that martyr survivor. Know that you have survived. Know that, wear it like, wear it like a brand. Yeah, I am a survivor. That's right. Oh, I love that. Wear it like a brand because wear yeah, it like a brand. brand. That brand is so everywhere. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, hey, I love it. I always say that a well-informed patient is a healthy patient, and I always say once you begin to believe and accept your situation, that's when you yes. begin to put things into action, and you hit yes. right along that line. Look, I want to first just thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm over here just so empowered, so inspired by not only your story, but then at the same time about the impact that you're going to make just by sharing the four attributes and those four strategies, believe, be aware, accept, and action. I'm telling you, those who's going to be listening to this episode, when we put these uh, these four into action, I know the result is going to be something even the more. Now, at the beginning of the show, you said you're a boss, baby. And so I want you to be able to let people know what, again, who you are, what you are boss of, and then how they'd be able to get in contact with you. Well, thank you again so much, Coach Nell. I tell you, first and foremost, I am proud to be a cancer survivor, 11-year cancer survivor. More importantly, I'm proud to have implemented things since my cancer diagnosis. So since then, I am an entrepreneur. The name of my company is Passion by Design Boutique. God gave me that name because I am passionate about all things. I first decided to uh, start this company, uh, be a consultant, because I wanted to raise money for the book that God told me to write about my cancer journey. And so once again, I'm linking my testimony of being a cancer survivor and also turning it into an entrepreneur uh, opportunity. So Passion by Design Boutique, you can reach me. Uh, on Facebook Live under Loretta Nixon. You can also shop my website at www.passionbydesign. That's P-A-S-S-I-O-N-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N boutique.com. I think I spelled all of that right. Uh, and reach out to me if you need me to encourage you. You can always message me uh, through Facebook under Loretta Nixon. And that's the way you can reach me. Well, you already heard it. Again, Passion by Design Boutique. I, I already know because I'm telling you, she has been my person. She's been my special uh, uh, dresser. So I know the jury and all of that that you're going to, uh, that she offers is going to make you look lovely, darling. Lovely. going to really inspire you. And then it's going to give you the passion to be able to sit there and let everybody know what you've gone through on the outside, what you don't survive. They're going to see it on the inside as well. And so again, 
again, Loretta, I want to thank you for joining me on this day. Look, you guys, I know that you have been inspired by this episode today, and I just can't uh, wait for, you know, to hear your comments, to hear what you are, uh, what you're going to share about this. Again, if you haven't already done so, make sure that you click on the subscribe button so that you will be able to receive notifications when new episodes are going to be released. And we want to hear from you. We want to, you know, hear what you, uh, what was your intake? What was your impact uh, that you received from this episode? And then if you don't mind, go ahead and uh, give us the ratings, you know, on uh, so that rate the show, rate the episode, rate the, uh, the podcast as it stands. And uh, with that, I also want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, definitely go to my show notes and click on uh, the opportunity to download your free workshop, which is, you know, how to start over. That is a, a workshop that I did at the beginning that's still made available to you to download if you haven't already done so. Then you can also go to my website, which is www.youcanlive and live a spell, L-Y-V-E.com. And you can be able to get access to my book also, which is called From Trigger to Transform, A Journey to Self-Discovery and Purpose. You know, inside that book, I uh, give you godly wisdom and insight of what it takes to really overcome a life-changing event, but then at the same time, give you some tools to also empower you and to inspire you. So with that being said, sister friends, thank you for joining me on this show. You can reach us on also on Facebook at Coach Delamate Major, and you can reach us on Instagram at I am Della Major. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing and speaking with you again on the next week. And with that being said, thank you for joining from Trigger to Transform podcast and be blessed. Thank you.